אתם עם SBS בעברית. שלום, אוסטרליה. We'll start with uh, some big news in Sydney. The long-awaited construction of the new Hakoa White City development has finally begun after a construction agreement was signed off last week. The Hakoa Club president, Stephen Lowy, said the finish line is in sight now. And as I think about all the effort required along the way, it's been a Herculean task to get to this point. Parkview Constructions will undertake the development, which is planned for completion for late 2023 or early 2024. Between signing agreements, raising funds, dealing with rampant inflation, labor shortages, and building companies going bust, Lowy said reaching this point has been the hardest thing I've done. But he said in terms of actually executing the project, given the many hurdles. Every step of the way, it's been hard, but it makes it all the more rewarding for where we are now. A sum of $75 million has been raised for the project to get off the ground, including $15 million in state and Commonwealth government grants. So it's come from a range of sources, and Lowy also said it's come from 3,000 members who have signed up for pre-membership two years ago, which is quite remarkable, considering it hasn't been built yet. I must uh, say, I, that Shane, that uh, I'm thinking about the Akar Club when I came to Sydney so many years ago. It was the place to go, and it's got such a proud history of servicing the community since it was established back in 1938. And the premises in Bondi's Hall Street operated from 1975 until the building was sold in 2009. And I've been to so many bar mitzvahs and bat mitzvahs in Hall Street, Hakoach Club. And I know so many couples that actually met there. So I think that the Jewish community is really eagerly waiting for the new Hakoach Club in White City. And I say $75 million, as you said, it's a very sizable sum of money. So there is a light now in sight. There is the Koach Club, a new Koach Club is started and, and we know it will finish. When do you think it will be completed? When can I go to the next Bar Mitzvah? <laughs> I have to wait till at least the end of 2023 or probably early 2024. But look, that's, that's, not, too, that's not too bad. No, not at all. <laughs> so if you, you can start booking your bar mitzvahs there. We are talking to Shane Dziatnik, a senior journalist at the Australian Jewish News, and you're listening to SBS Jewish Update with Nietzsche Lowenstein. Shane, another article at the Australian Jewish News attracted my attention. That's the front page article that Australia has criticized the United Nations Human Rights Council for its one-sided obsession with Israel. That's right. And while not one of the 22 nations to sign a statement rebuking the council this week, In light of its uh, skewed commission of inquiry report on Israel last week in the UNHRC chamber, Australian ambassador to the UN in Geneva, Amanda Gawley, said the UNHRC brings a disproportionate scrutiny to Israel. She said, we do not support the proposition that Israel is the only country that is a permanent item on the HRC uh, Human Rights Council agenda. which is why Australia does not and will not 
engage in item seven of the council's debate and why we retain our fundamental concerns about the nature of the commission of inquiry. She added Australia's guiding principle will be advancing the cause for peace. Viewing any conflict from one perspective will not achieve that goal. Executive Council of Australian Jury co-CEO Peter Wertheim noted that the differences between Australia's statement and the joint statement are of nuance rather than of substance. And he said this has been the first real foreign policy test of the new Australian government on an Israel-related issue, and it reflects more continuity than difference. In Australia's approach. Shane, the Technion honors Robert and Ruth Magid. That's right. They were honored with and bestowed with honorary doctorates by the Technion, the Israel Institute of Technology, in recognition of their support of Jewish communities in Australia, Israel, and around the world, and in gratitude for their relentless efforts to promote the Technion and its scientific pursuits. contribute to their success and accomplishments as business leaders and in appreciation of their selfless commitment to the philanthropic causes and advocacy efforts. The doctorates were inferred at the university's Board of Governors meeting on Monday evening. Of course, the Magids have long been supporters of Technion and the award recognises their US $3 million support of the university's undergraduate quantum science and technology programs. Talking about honors, a diverse group of 35 Jewish recipients have been recognized in this year's Queen's Birthday Honors for their outstanding service and contributions to society. Mazel tov to all the recipients. Can you please tell us a little bit about a few of them? 35, that's a, that's a big, big number. I think bigger than the last one, uh, which was on the Australia Day Honours, certainly. Four of them, of the Jewish recipients, uh, were awarded an AO, which is actually the second highest award category, which is a very, very special and rare. One of them was uh, Professor Mary Louise McClaws. She's been a professor of epidemiology, specializing in infectious disease control since uh, 1992 at the University of New South Wales. And she's been a key advisor to the World Health Organization since 2002. So when the first global pandemic in 100 years reached our shores in early 2020, Australia was fortunate to be able to draw on her expertise as a member of three World Health Organization infection prevention and control committees, including two solely focused on COVID-19. She has also advised when it came to the crunch, uh, prepared to, to say what, exactly what was needed at the time to advise the Australian government on its approach whenever she felt that it was lacking. And as she said, I don't tend to hold back when I'm asked for my opinion. McCaws said she feels deeply honoured and heaped praise on all Australians for doing their part to put Australia in the top few countries to achieve the highest COVID-19 vaccination rates. The former president of Australia Friends of Rambam Hospital added she is taking things easy at the moment following initial treatment for a detected brain cancer in February. She said, I'm grateful for all the support I've been receiving and I'm doing pretty well. And even my local rabbi, Cummins, Jeffrey Cummins from Emmanuel Synagogue, has arranged to visit me this week. There's also Dr. Andrew Cooper, Professor Kate Stern, and Philip Brass. They all received AOs. There were also many AMs and OAMs honors. 
One I'll just quickly mention, an AM, was won by Betty Konenko, who actually became the first female owner of an Australian racing car team, Team Erebus, in 2010. And, of course, that team won the famous Bathurst 1000 race at Mount Panorama in Bathurst in 2017. She said that was more like breaking the cement ceiling in motorsport rather than the glass ceiling, and that she said she's proud to have opened some doors and she hopes it shows all women that we can do anything in motorsport and more broadly, anything we want to do in life. She had a very interesting life. She was actually adopted by Westfield co-founder John Saunders, who passed away in 97, and his first wife, Etta. So, and she did a lot also for the Jewish community, but I didn't know that she was even involved in, in car racing. So congratulations to Betty Klimenko. That is amazing. I know Gila Lieberman, she did a lot for Witzel for New South Wales. She also got AM and there was George Greenberg, AM from Victoria and a lot more. I mean, you've got the full list of, of the people that uh, won all the honours and congratulations to all of them. And later on in our program, we are going to interview two recipients. We are going to interview the lawyer Terence Stain or Terry Stain, known as Terry Stain, for his services to the law through legal societies and also Miri Orden from New South Wales. She brought actually the first time the Israeli Moadon is mentioned when it comes to the Queen's birthday honors. She'd been the president and co-president of the Moadon for many years and other Jewish organizations. Shane, before we go, Australia has lost a national treasure, Lady Anna Cohen. Yes, family dignitaries and a legion of friends paid their last respects to Lady Cohen, wife of the late Governor-General Sir Zelman Cohen, at a funeral service at Temple Beth Israel last Sunday. She passed away at age 96. Of course, in 1977, Sir Zelman became Australia's second Jewish Governor-General after Sir Isaac Isaacs, and uh, he passed away in 2011. And in 2015, Lady Cohen was recognised with an AM and wrote the book, My Vice Regal Life, based on her diary of the years Sir Zellman held Australia's highest office. Shane Diziatnik, a senior journalist at the Australian Jewish News. Thank you so much and have a great week. Ikvu acharenu, vafitsu otanu derech dafa Facebook shelanu.